On this episode of the podcast, I'm joined again by Rebecca Reinhardt from The Unintentional Porn Star so that we can discuss our experiences with trusting others. We also talk about feminism, humanism, modern masculinity, how they're connected, and the roles they play in our lives. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Pit Stop 21. And we have Rebecca Reinhardt back because um, she killed my favorite number of 17 and did a good job. And um, we were able to talk so much that there are a couple things I wanted to uh, bring her back on to to discuss. And um, we were chatting before this and made sure that Rebecca got in the sun and you're feeling good and uh, ready to go. Yeah, I had to make sure I was in the right, like, look at this sunshine, it's so nice. It's like really bad for camera stuff, I get it, but I'm like, I don't care, I'm warm, I'm happy, and I got my coffee, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you feeling good and you being happy will make it better, so who cares about the lighting, Exactly, right? hey, life lessons. <laughs> I love that, um, and so, like we kind of talked about, you know, two of the topics I really wanted to dig into with you, because I think you have a really unique perspective on both of them from what I know and just kind of you know your experiences and um, those kind of being one working with trust and talking about trust and trusting people and the second one is just kind of your views around feminism and so uh, we'll dig into that but um, you know a quick a quick rundown for everybody if they didn't listen to the last episode um, if you can give like a, a 30 second you know kind of overview of, of your story and um, everything like that. Yeah, amazing. So, um, name's Rebecca Reinhardt, um, AKA the unintentional porn star basically had a sex tape posted without my consent. Um, I pushed it down. I kind of allowed it to take up more space than it maybe needed to. Um, I got frustrated with it. The message start kept getting louder with the sex tape. Like it kept coming up. And finally I was like, Hey, this is enough. And I faced the sex tape being posted. And then my life kind of got smashed into pieces. I had to rebuild it. Um, during that time of rebuilding um, you know, my life, I also created this campaign, The Unintentional Porn Star, did a bunch of like media appearances. I'm still working on it. And it's becoming more of like a, um, a movement and a life lesson and a way to share now about healing um, and how to kind of move through that or what it looks like moving through it honestly and so yeah that's pretty much like where I'm at and I'm also dancer choreographer um that's shifting for me a little bit as I'm moving forward into my life but um I'm excited to see how that will always be present in my life because it's my blood so yeah that's a bit about me <laughs> I love that and you know there's those things that even if it's not, you know, a quote unquote official title or you're not specifically doing it for a job, there's just things that are always part of you and you always come back to and, you know, they're, yeah, like you said, just in your blood. So that's cool. Amazing. And um, so, you know, obviously a lot of people have problems with trust. And like, for me thinking about it, I would always joke with people. I'm like, I have major trust issues and, um, you know, joking, not joking about it. And that's why I thought, you know, you, you'd have a really unique perspective on learning to trust after having your trust, you know, um, violated so badly by an individual. And so I'm kind of curious too, and, you know, everything that we go through affects it to affects everything that we do to one, you know, to a degree or not, but, you know, what were you like for trusting just in your life? beforehand before that experience of having the um the sex tape released you know were you always kind of a trustful person or um yeah i'm just kind of curious on context beforehand well i'm gonna forewarn you that i have a lot to say so get ready <laughs> um but beforehand i absolutely was extremely um trustworthy and it was almost at a point where i let go of myself to please people or do things for other people or bend over backwards for other people. And I enjoyed that. I, I loved giving to people. But what I didn't realize was that I was giving away my trust and also giving away parts of myself without fully recognizing what was being mirrored back or what was being given or not given back. So yes, I was extremely like, kind of like, um, childlike in that sense I bring that word up a lot in these last little bit for myself but it was almost like this naive childlike thing which I also think like I want to nurture that and love that 
for humankind in a way, right? Like the fact that we can't just like trust so openly is something to think about and talk about. But um, yeah, it was, um, I don't even want to say naive, but it was like, if anyone could relate to how it was, that's what it was like for me. It was like, yeah, all the time, which I think is so beautiful. Um, I'm just going to come at it with a different way now, but yeah, I'm sure we'll get into that. But yeah, I have more to say, but I want to hear any questions too, to make sure that I like don't over. No, I, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I was hoping you'd have lots to say, so that's a good thing, but okay. you know, that actually, that hits a chord with me and it's, it's an interesting, almost distinction. And it's something that I've had to dig into a lot in my life as well. Um, you know, I resonate a ton with that. You know, I will give up pieces of myself to, um, you know, either like impress or, um, you know, do better for somebody else, you know, like, oh, you know, I, this maybe doesn't align with me, but I can see how much it'll help them. And so therefore I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And, you know, almost that like idea of self-betrayal is something that I've gone through a lot. And, you know, when I think about it, it's, I'm curious to, on your views of it, of as I've dug into it, I feel like they're almost mm -hmm. two different things of there, you know, there's, there's trusting people and then there are almost call them techniques to like approval seeking techniques is what I found the difference for myself is was it was a difference between I trust that um, I can open up to this person or be authentic to this person or you know trust that they won't betray you know betray my trust they won't betray my trust or I can trust them with this information whatever it might be as opposed to, and a little bit different from, I'm going to, I'm going to try to gain this person's approval by violating my own boundaries um, and violating my own needs or um, wants or desires in order to gain their approval. And for me, that's what really splits in my brain. Yes. Um, the thing that's really coming up for me is like. <clears throat> your soul, our souls, your soul, whoever's listening, yours, mine, everyone's, our souls are so precious and our energy is so precious. And the trust aspect <clears throat> of like, okay, what's, what's coming in? Do I want to allow this into my, um, my aura, my energy, my existence, my day, my time, whatever you want to classify it as, um, and also, am I giving parts away of myself in order to, like, like you're saying, gain trust? And that is, um, that's almost tying into things like anxious attachment in a way, because you're going out and you're like grabbing things into you instead of just like allowing the reciprocity, I might've butchered that word, to exist, right? And then like, it's so deep. It's so funny because <clears throat> I don't know what, every time I talk about these things, I get um phlegmy and it's so funny my life coach always calls me out on what my body's doing and this happened last time just want to kind of point that out no idea <clears throat> maybe it's hard to talk about it or it brings up stuff for me but um I think yeah I think there's such depth to you know what you're saying and, and it might even be deeper than trust but it can come out in a conversation of like okay well first of all can I trust myself like I think that's the biggest thing. And something that's been really sitting on my, my mind since you first asked this was like, you know, do you trust yourself? And also the universe is going to present you with things or life is going to present you with things that you need to face or that you need to balance out or that you need to have woken up. So is everybody going to have a sex tape posted without their consent to show them something? No, like absolutely not. Did I want that to happen? Could the lesson have come up in another way? Sure. Like I didn't ask for it. But at the same time, it's like these things happen to enlighten us on what we need to build within ourselves. And trust for me was a really big one because I gave it away. Right. And I, as we're talking about, I was doing it to seek other people's approval and love. Like I was just wanting to like be loved, seen and heard. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't out of need back in the day, but it became about that in desperation when I was at my worst. It showcased that that actually wasn't out of um, trust. That wasn't out of um, a sense of completion or a sense of self-worth. It actually like showcased that it was out of a need, a necessity, something not being fulfilled. 
So, okay. I'm like gathering that I'm going on a tangent a bit here, but I just like, that was really sitting in me and wanted to come out. And now I'm not phlegmy. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I think that the biggest thing is like, whatever's being thrown at you is being thrown at you to show you something, um, to hopefully you can step in with yourself with that and, and act on it and, um, heal that so that it can come from a real place inside yourself. And then you're not doing it for seeking approval from other people. And you're not doing it to seek approval from yourself. Like you just know that these things are happening or coming in and out of your life or you're having trust or not having trust or deciding who's in your bubble or not in your bubble, who needs space or who doesn't need space. Like all these things really come back to like, are you with yourself? Are you honoring yourself? And then in that space is when you can decide, okay, you know, am I like an example? I want to live in trust again so much. I want to live in that youthful, loving, expansive trust and love. I would, I'm going to exude that. I am going to live that. However, I now understand when it violates me. When something comes and violates me or threatens me, I can go, okay, I'm feeling threatened. Okay, I'm feeling violated. Okay, I think I'm doing this to actually keep someone in my life. I was just doing that, called myself on it this morning. I literally texted someone and it's a, a guy that I'm talking to. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am shrinking myself to not scare you away. And I was like, this isn't on you. This is on me, but I'm so done. Like I'm so done shrinking myself to protect you. Like this is who I am and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, went on a bit of a tangent, but that was me again, trying to gain trust from someone else to be in my life where I'm like, no, like, so, you know, it's all these big things. There's so many things to talk about in terms of trust and the depth and like the root cause of it. It's a sense of self. And yet it's like, it's always going to be, my thing is like, if it's getting challenged or if it's getting um, heightened or becomes like a thing again, it's like, oh, that's because you're possibly not you're not with yourself. You're not trusting yourself or whatever the word is. Right. So, okay. Yes. That felt so good to get out. I was like thinking about this so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you're, like, bowing, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, great. And it's, it's so funny too, because coming into this conversation, this is not where I thought it was going to go on my end, but as soon mm -hmm. as we started talking, I was like, wow, how much this relates to self-worth in my life. Right. And it's so interesting mm -hmm. as you're talking, what's really coming up like for me is thinking about the differences between, you know, what I thought trust was and what it actually was. And like, you know, kind of tying back to what you were saying for me, um, I would trust people and put almost like my fate in their hands and like a lot of times professionally. Right. And so several times I have quit a job to go and work for somebody that there's no um, you know, there's no guarantee or even conversation about getting paid. There's no conversation about where it's going to go or anything like that. I'm like, I feel completely fine with that. You know, I have a high risk tolerance. And so that's okay. I'm trusting them to know what's best for me or like that I'm going to get to where I want to go or that something good will happen. Right. Yeah. And it's funny how even though I'm able to put that much, you know, trust in, into, you know, an individual or a company or whatever it might be professionally and become very close with people, there was a 0% chance I was going to show my true authentic self to them. Even though I was completely willing to trust them in that sense or trust, you know, a situation in that sense, there was still an overwhelming fear of my authentic self being shown and, really what my driving force was, was that I'm trying to prove to them that I'm worthy of whatever it is, worthy of working there, worthy of um, love, worthy of, um, you know, being brought in to the inner circle, worthy of whatever it might be. And that's where the disconnect was for me, because I'm like, I can trust like that and be super crazy in one aspect of my life, but I'm not willing to show the vulnerable side, my imperfections, what's wrong with me, what I actually think a lot of times. And the huge piece of my, um, of my work this past year has been vulnerability. And really what that comes down to now that I think about it is trusting other people and trusting them in a different way that I can show you what I have the most, um, what I'm most self-conscious about, what I have the most shame around about myself. And I can put that out there and give you that and feel safe to do so. 
And it, it's so interesting that that's where my mind is at right now. I love this. I love this. And I see exactly why it's going here. And I also have things to add to this is that like, you brought up really two things that really stood out for me or, or that I'm going to like maybe pull on or something here is that, um, you said you want to be able or, or something about you want to be able to like trust other people. Like you want to trust them with your vulnerability. And I think that's a really good point. I think that's like, you know, if you're holding on to your trust or you're holding on to your vulnerability, um, you're not giving people credit to show up for you. You're not giving people credit to be like able to accept that. And there will also be a lot of people, a lot of businesses, a lot of money things that won't be able to show up for you. And if you don't show your vulnerable, true, authentic, truthful self, like you are also not giving yourself the ability to live and exist in that and see what happens, right? So it's like, I think that other people um, point was really beautiful in that you were like, I want to give these people this trust to show them who I am. And yet I think at the same time, we need to be ready to um, recognize that people also won't be able to show up or accept where you're at and that's okay. And the only way to really know what authentically is supposed to be in your life, a job, a person, whatever that is, is to show up as your full authentic self. And it's scary and it's kind of risky. I've been using the term risky a lot in my conversations is that like showing up in love, showing up as your true self, showing up um, and like standing, whatever that looks like, standing up for yourself, speaking up for yourself, cutting someone out, inviting everyone in, like whatever that step is for you, if you like, ah, shoot, it's important to step into that fully and to trust yourself that you will be able to get through this and to also trust that what falls and what comes will, is there for you to support this version of you right now. And we are always changing. And these moments of trust, these moments of testing, these moments of seeing who we are, being authentic is going to shift and change as we evolve as humans, as we age, as we whatever, you know, as we travel, as we sit in our homes, it's like, it's always going to be changing. And to step into your authentic self takes practice, takes vulnerability, takes trust. It takes all these things. And then once you step in, you're kind of like, holy shit, this feels cool. And also sad because some people are going to be like, I can't be where you're at right now. Um, this doesn't work. And you're like, oh shit, I'm not enough. Like, take a second. You are enough. You're just not enough for this person's ability to handle where you're at. That's okay. Maybe they're up here and you're down here. Maybe you're here, they're here and you're up here. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like where you're at is enough. You are enough in all of these places. Even when people or things or money falls out of your life, you're still enough. You're still worthy. You're still loved. And I hope that, you know, as you're saying, like you're so bold and brave to be able to still exercise this and be aware of this. And I just hope that we can all kind of continue to step into these braveries for ourselves. And then that will transpire into our relationships with other people and how other people show up. And like, it's just like this crazy domino, beautiful effect that starts from you. Yeah. No. No. Or are you? Or are you? No. You know, like. <laughs> no for sure what you said was beautiful yeah thank you yeah and you know it's it, just thinking about it again while you were talking it was funny as I started opening up as I started showing this vulnerability you know there's the people you, you have your close circle right and you have the people that you trust the most and you know I had a ton of support and even reflecting on it now though you know there were some people that it just it didn't work Right. And like you're saying, you know, there was a disconnect there of either they weren't ready for it. They were at a different level, whether no matter what that means, higher, lower, whatever it might be. Yeah. And having, you know, I haven't wrapped my head fully around this, but as I think about it, it's almost the idea that truly being able to trust people is almost that you can, you can trust them with your truths and their opinions don't change them. And, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. it's that really interesting of they, if they reject that truth that you've now trusted them with, um, being in a place where that doesn't change that it is your truth. And almost mm -hmm. that idea that trust is actually an, an internal thing and completely independent with how or what they do with that trust. Wow. 
that's bringing me back to my um, sex tape endeavors in that the trust was completely like obliterated. Oh, give me a second here as I go through this. Um, but yet the truth that was in me that I was this beautiful, honorable, sexual woman who enjoyed this time with this person, like that remains, that has never changed. And <clears throat> even though someone took that trust and really smashed it, like truly, like put it on the internet and was like, <laughs> you know, even though that happened, like I'm still here. That beautiful person that stepped into the making that tape is still here. The person that, <clears throat> stepped into trying to love this person after they knowingly or unknowingly um, attacked that version of trust for me. Like, I'm still here. Like, hey, I did it. I, I just had that thought and I don't know if that's gonna help anyone. And that like, all the things that come in, into your life and fall and even your close circle, people can, can, can go. Like we need to allow space for that too. We need to allow for our core circles to change as well um yet but sometimes you just know who is going to be in your life and who can call your shit out and still love the fuck out of you like absolutely and that can still change but anyways i get what you're saying but it's like <clears throat> in all of this in all of this work and all of these this talking even right now the biggest thing that's coming up is like you always have yourself and if you love yourself fully and care for the shitty sides, the shadow sides, the light sides, the golden sides, the beautiful sides. And if you honor all of that and continue just to want to work with it all always, then it's like, it really doesn't matter who comes in and out of your life in a sense and, or what, you know, even money, like I'm <clears throat> reformulating my relationship with money right now. And, um, it's really funny. It's really awkward and it feels like a freaking relationship with someone and, you know, I'm like going back to trusting myself and loving myself and just trusting that this is all going to come together. And I'm stepping in as that authentic self. And almost I have like a relationship with my money in that, like, that's a core friend of mine in a sense right now. So it's, it's interesting. Ooh, gosh, just keep like jumping. <laughs> no, it's great. And it's, you know, it's, it's a funny thing that I, I think about a lot too. And it's in a different, a lot of different areas, but um, like, you know, what's coming to mind is rejection, right? And it's kind of the same mm -hmm. idea where, you know, some people can have such good relationships um, or, you know, can be able to deal with rejection or so trusting in certain areas of their life. And for me, like the easiest one to break apart is like professional versus personal, right? Mm -hmm. And like for me, for rejection, so easy, like to go out and get rejected professionally. Right. Ooh, However, yeah. any hint of a rejection personally devastates me, but absolutely devastates me. And it's interesting, you know, like that's what's coming up for me when you're talking about relationship with money, which is totally, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with that of you can have all this trust in yourself, in your abilities, um, professionally, spiritually and relationships, whatever it is. And then in the money area of your life, it's completely, you know, there's there's a misalignment there. And it is, it's, you know, having to kind of address them in all the different aspects of your life and figuring out why, right? And that's what I go down to a lot of times, you know, why is it that I'm fine in this area of my life, but I'm not okay in this area? And what's that underlying? Yeah. Where did it come from? Did it come from my childhood, a past experience? Did it come from, you know, lack of knowledge or perceived lack of knowledge? Well, I think you bring up some good points. Rejection and abandonment, I think many people deal with, not everybody. Um, secure attachments are really, um, they're something that some people just have. Some people have been taught as a child and or just understand it. And a lot of people I think are um, working towards unknowingly or knowingly um, secure attachments, whether that's money, job, um, love. And, you know, rejection and abandonment, um, amongst other sort of things are really big triggers for people. And I think that the biggest thing, whether it's money job or, or personal, like love is really, you know, love hits us all in a different way. Um, we've been trained to have different relationships with jobs where like we protect ourselves and it's not us, right? Like it's like a sort of, there's like a healthy, healthy or unhealthy disconnect Whereas in love, you're looking some like love, if, a true love is someone that's with 
you, like with all of you. And so the rejection and the abandonment, it can feel more intense and violative, violating by like a, like a threat. Like, it, you know, it's something that we don't want to necessarily walk into. And I think that a, if you have these sort of issues, which I am working through, I'm like really working through them. I'm proud of myself. I want to acknowledge that for myself. And yet, like, I'm still noticing that rejection and abandonment still trigger me. And so now my way of dealing with this in relationships, because again, it's like very vulnerable in love and relationships, um, specifically romantic ones, especially, um, and family too, but I'm walking in understanding that I'm facing seeing my rejection rejection and abandonment and I'm stepping in as my full authentic self even with money being like okay well here's here's where I am and if you're going to reject me and abandon me it's because I need to exercise this this like sense of strength and power in myself as you're fucking walking away from me and telling me I'm too much or whatever that is right and so it's like and money kind of does the same thing of like you know you get stuck in these cycles of like um, like COVID threw me into a new cycle, but I'm like stuck in this COVID cycle that I've created. And I'm like, uh, what the heck? And so now I'm trying to jump into that within myself and face the rejection as in like, there's not as much thriving in this current moment, even though I know it's coming, but like, yeah, it's interesting. Um, whatever's coming at you is there for you to step into. And again, I think the conversation is almost shifting possibly from trust to your authentic self and showing up as that in whatever gets thrown at you, possibly. Yeah, no, totally. And, you know, that's, I think for me specifically, and I'd love to kind of dig in with you a little bit more, are those romantic relationships, right? And especially with yeah. trust. And, you know, one thing that um, has really stuck with me is, I can't remember who was talking about it, but essentially there's three different ways um, to come into any relationship. But I, I think about it a lot with uh, romantic relationships, right? You can hold your, car, your, sorry, your heart super close and not let anybody see it, right? Or you can essentially shove it in their face and like, you know, here it is. Um, or you can, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or you can calmly present it out in front of you and it's there kind of um you're not forcing it you're not hiding it um mm. it's there and it's so interesting why that has stuck with me so much is because i reflecting on i realized it's like wow every single relationship i've ever had like i am super hiding my heart i'm hiding it like as close to it at me as i possibly can like not really showing my authentic self until way down the line and it was so funny as I realized that and as I started working on it, I had a huge pendulum swing the other way. And um, I went in, I started a relationship with a girl and I was like, oh, I need to be vulnerable. And it was just in your face. Here's every single thing that's wrong with me. Like, this is everything I struggle with. This is my childhood. Like, here it is. Like, here's all my shit, right? And, um, and then realizing I'm like, oh, that wasn't right either. Um, and so trying to find that balance of, I am open to sharing, I'm open to showing you my true self. I'm not trying to hide it, but I'm also not just trying to put all of my insecurities, um, on you as well. And trying to find that balance has been huge for me. And I didn't think that it was about trust, but realizing it now, like having this conversation, like trust is a huge piece of that. I'm just curious on, you know, what you, what your thoughts around that are. doing a lot to me right now mm, beautiful by the way I think I caution myself um in the way that I'm thinking right now I'm trying to think in abundance so this is just uh something that the three ways that you brought up are beautiful and yet within those three ways there's still an abundant of possibilities in between all of those because some people can shift between two or like you know but For yeah sure. like I get what you're saying so um let me let me work within that too I think the the balance aspect is like is essential and I think again that comes back to your sense of self and your strength within yourself and having the courage to um be with yourself and when you're with yourself you do know that there's the good and the bad within you or however you want to classify it right you do know that you know you're you're maybe aware or not aware of your triggers like you also understand how much ability you have to love and 
I think the neatest thing too, um, I've been noticing a lot, this a lot in my path and also like just talking to my counselor, life coach and like friends is even that, and even thinking about like feminism, ooh, interesting, is that sometimes things we need to play with extremes to understand how to have all sides present for balance to exist. And um, I've been done the same thing, right? Whether it's trust in like giving my body and my vagina out to everyone. Sorry, everyone, if that offends you. But like, if that's, you know, I had to, I did that and it felt right at the time. And then I did the opposite where, when um, I kind of did the opposite, but I was more guarded. And like, I thought that there were cameras everywhere when I would sleep with someone and I would cry when I would sleep with someone new. And it was like the opposite reaction for me. And I think that both of those sides were essential for me to understand what it's best for me to walk in with someone as my sensual self and know when it's right. Well, not right. Cause I'm like very open sexually, but like when it feels the most juiciest or whatever to show my full self with someone or something. And that also can translate into love, right. Of like, okay, you know, um, I started the opposite of you. I gave everyone everything. And then when the violation happened and other things have happened in my life in relationships or, you know, childhood things, even I went the opposite and I pushed everyone out of my life. Like I didn't have relationships. I didn't have friends. I didn't have family. And it wasn't because they weren't amazing. It's because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't trust anyone now. I can't put, have anyone in. And now I'm getting to a point where I'm bridging the two of like, I'm kind of pulling. I really liked that I was open. I liked that I shared my energy with like a lot of people. Okay. I want to pull that back in and have the awareness of, you know, what's pushing away or whatever. And so I think the thing that you brought up about like, you know, you used to protect your heart, which I think a lot of people do. And I think a lot of, I'm going to potentially generalize. I don't mean to generalize, but I'm, I'm straight. I date men. So a lot of the men that I date are still guarding and protecting their hearts. And I'm noticing very genuinely, and I mean this with the most love, I'm getting leached onto right now by men. And there's men that are coming to me, like, I can feel it. They don't say it. They're not like, I'm dying to feel love. But like, that's literally what I'm getting is these men are like clinging because I've now decided to open my heart. I feel strong. I feel ready. Most of the time I still go in and out, trust me, but I feel good overall about sharing the love and having the balance. And I'm noticing I have to be very careful. And this isn't just happening with men. This is actually happening with friendship circles and, and other areas but yeah it's like finding that balance finding that um that aura that like wavelength whatever you want to call it that you can exist in in your best self whether that's love or whatever is um it's attractive to other people watch out and also like open your heart and show them love and also know that it's maybe not for you and so love is complex Showing up with an open heart or a closed heart is complex. Showing up in your balanced self is also complex. Yet, I think in that balance is where you can have things happen, good and bad, and you can be aware of it and hopefully bring yourself back, bring yourself back, not count on the other people to bring yourself back, but bring yourself back to that state of, fuck, I don't even, balance is so overused. It's not the right word. Homeostasis is scientific. There is a word of just like, like, I can't even describe the feeling of when I feel my most in tune and powerful, what that feels like, but that's where love is. That's where openness is. That's where boundaries are. That's where all of those sides are present and okay to be present. Yeah, no, totally. And you know, when I think about it, <laughs> I, when I think about it, I think the word like centered or even calm right? It's like almost that feeling of calmness. Blissful. Blissful. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you know, it's, it's funny when you were saying that too, you know, I've always been a giver, especially emotionally. Right. And that came from guarding my heart as well of I'm not good. I'm here to help you. I don't need any help. I'll help you. You yes. know, if you feel better, whatever it might be. And that was a huge one for me to learn of, you know, you talking about the men trying, you know, feeling like, and some of them are leeching off of you, leeching off of your energy, um, you know, looking, wanting that feeling of love, whatever it might be. And 
it's not necessarily wrong and it's not, you know, it's not that you shouldn't ever give them or fulfill those needs of theirs, but having that self-awareness to know that you can't do it at, by sacrificing your needs, right? And for me, like what comes up for that is like pouring from the empty cup right? Having those boundaries of, look, I'm here to help you. I want to help you. I get a lot of fulfillment from helping people, being that emotional rock, helping them through things. Um, however, what I needed to do was realize when I had this, the energy to do that and knowing that I need to put myself first. And this almost idea of like being selfish to be selfless of, I need to make sure I'm okay. I need to fill my own cup so that I can better help you. So that when you come to me, I have the energy and it doesn't put me in a bad place. Cause if now I'm in a bad place, everybody who relies on me is, um, I can't help them to my full abilities or sometimes at all. And so that was a huge shift for me. Rick, I literally had this conversation with my counselor and life coach the other day. It was literally like, I had a week, I think it was like two weeks ago. And my best friend noticed this too and, and this is love, this is friendship, this is all of these things. But I had a week where things were piling on me and people were really throwing a lot at me. Like I need to, it wasn't like, can you talk? It was like, I need, and I was like, okay. And I wasn't, I wasn't protecting myself. I wasn't saying, you know what? I'm feeling really bogged down. I'm not sure why I don't really have the space right now. Can we come back to this in a day? Like, I didn't do that. I just like let it all pile on. And then I broke, it was like on a Monday, I was gonna get ready to work. And I was crying for like five hours. And I called my friend, I was like, what's going on? And it was literally like, I, and during that week, I had no space for anybody, nobody. And I, in fact, wore myself down and like, I got fucking hurt. And, and it was out of love, but it was like, yes, you're so right about like, you really have to be able to have your full cup to be able to give to other people. And it's okay to give. And then it's also really important to take the time to fill your cup back up, whatever that looks like. Like my life coach was like, she's a life coach and counselor. So I switched between the two, but she was like, how are you going to cleanse the energy after every sort of conversation? Like that is essential. Anytime you have a conversation, anytime, because like people are sensitive, we're sensitive, we feel things, I feel things, great. So it's like, okay, great. How do you then cleanse yourself of that so you can give the space to show up for people again? And in cleansing is the self-care, is the in quotation selfishness, is whatever you want to call it, right? And it's like, it's, it's, it's funny how once you start to understand these things, how these overused sayings become super real and become like, oh, fuck, oh, shit, holy, I really, I get it, I get it, I get it. And it's funny, something that keeps coming up in our conversations, you use such really good metaphorical things, right? And it's like, we hear these things and they're so good. And I just want to encourage people to like, take a second and really take in what you're saying, because it's so true. Like, take it in figure out what it means to you because it's there for a reason. Like what you're saying about the cop is so freaking true. Like I encourage people to freaking even press pause and like, what does that mean to you? And like, how does filling up your cup look? I think a lot of people too don't understand what it means because they don't take the time to know what's best for them. And so they're like, yeah, fill up your cup. Everyone says to go for a walk. Everyone says to med meditate. What if it's having sex? What if it's like going for a bike ride? What if it's doing 80 push-ups and being like, yeah, in the mirror? Like, yeah. who cares? Like, what does it mean to you to fill up your cup? And also it probably changes. So what does it look like in that moment? What does filling up your cup look like in that moment? Are you tired? Do you need a nap? Do you need to go to exercise? I think we also, if something works, I think there's a tendency for us to grip onto it and go to it every single time where it's like, that's going to look different every single time. You're a different person. You've eaten different food. You've talked to different people. You've spent different amounts of money. Every single moment is going to be different and like honor that because you know, you sound like a person who really, and like you're acting on it. You're helping other people by having these conversations. Right. And it's like, to be able to do that, to be able to want to do that more. It's like, yeah, whether I don't call it, I don't, I don't, I personally don't enjoy the, enjoy the term, term selfish. Couldn't even say it. Um, I get it. I get it. It's relatable. It makes sense. And it's true. I'm not denying it. It's just like, ah, oh, that word to me 
so funny. It doesn't matter, but it like really like, and maybe though it affects other people and hits other people being like, I don't want to do that. So I don't know. So again, I encourage people to take the word selfish because there's truth to it. What does selfish mean to you? What does self-care mean to you? Yeah. Because it's so different for everyone. Yeah. And you know, like I love, I love what you're saying too about it's different for every person. And I try to drive that home so much, right? Like find what actually recharges you. And just because it's supposed to, doesn't mean that it has to. And a lot of times I feel like people like, no, no, no. Uh, Meditation recharges people. So I'm gonna meditate for two hours if I have to, so I'm recharged. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, it's like, it does do amazing things for some people and other people not so much, or some people have to learn to do it. Like for me, I'm so funny with it. And it's, I laugh at myself a lot of times because I know that I'm stubborn. I know that sometimes I can be stubborn and all the guys around me are like, meditation is so good. And I'm like, okay, I'll try it. <laughs> right? And I found a good spot where I know when I need to meditate and like, okay, that's when I'm open to it. That's when I'll do it. And I can just feel it in myself. And I've been able to recognize it now and be like, oh, you know what? It might be nice to just do a little meditation. And sometimes it lasts for a little bit. Sometimes it lasts for a long time, whatever it might be. Um, going for walks that works for me that doesn't necessarily mean it needs to work for you and everything like that I think that's huge um yeah you know and it's I lost my train of thought but you know there's so many good things that you're saying in there and I think coming back to it too and talking about trust and when you're kind of working through that um for yourself I feel like it'd be a very common reaction for when something like that happens to somebody to kind of really like you know I want to say blame which is an accusatory term which I don't like but to say like you know this person violated my trust and there and he was a man and therefore all men are bad and Mm. or I'm not going to trust men Mm. did you fall into any you know call them like traps like that or was that your thinking and how did you get through that and um yeah just like what was that experience like for you Great segue, by the way. Um, but like unintentionally great, because that was awesome. But um, into feminism, hey. Um, but I know we wanted to talk about that. But yeah, so um, yes, I, I, okay, I got to a point where I was blaming men for everything. I was blaming men in my past. I was blaming family. I was blaming all men. And I Luckily, there was a really powerful moment for me when one of my best friends, which is, you know, he's a man, he's a guy, he, as I was calling him and I was so frustrated and I was like, men are the worst, men suck. They just like, they're pieces of shit. They just want to hurt you. They violate, blah, 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 blah. They're sexist. They're racist. Like he was like, hold on a second. And he was like, Rebecca, he's like, I'm offended. He's like, I am a man. I am here with you. I am emotional. I am listening to you. I am here. Like, and he was like, that is so rude. And he's like, I'm hurt. And I was like, oh, so leading up to that point, legit. And like, I still have moments. I'm not going to lie in like this whole feminist journey, which I kind of want to redefine feminism for myself in a second. Um, But there's, there's a lot of there's a lot to be done, right? There's a lot to be done in our personal lives, in our sex lives, in our career lives. There's a lot to be done to have women feel held, have women feel equal, have women, gays, trans, all these people feel held, feel special, feel loved, feel equal, feel able to be who they are. Some people don't like being in the kitchen as a woman. like. I don't feel freedom in that yet for some reason. Right. And it's like, and I also don't, well, I feel free now to be sexual, but it still is challenged a lot in my personal life. It's like, Oh, you're super sexual. Oh my gosh. You must just slam a bunch of people. I'm like, well, so what if I do like, why is this a thing? Right. Or like, anyways, yes, I absolutely blamed men. And I'm noticing as I'm healing that for myself and recognizing and seeing all these beautiful men out there, it's not about men. It's not about women. And actually I'm taking my freaking self into this redefining. It's to me, it's about humanism and freaking 
allowing everyone to expand into their full versions of themselves. And I am a feminist. I have no doubt about that. People call me it, people shun me for it, people heighten me for it, whatever. Yet feminism, in my opinion, this is my freaking opinion, hurts some men. They get offended by it. They get pushed away by it because I know it's supposed to mean equality, but words carry weight. If we're also sitting here, wow, I'm going on a tangent. I've never gone on this tangent before. So I hope people hold space for this. But if we're sitting here being like, don't call me a bitch, then like, okay, I love that. Yes, absolutely. I am here for that. I want to hear why that hurts your feelings. Don't call like cunt, like all these words, pussy or being a pussy. Like, yes, those are degrading to women. And yet if we flip that feminism is about equality, that word carries weight and has female feminine in it. And so a lot of men, I notice this is a, my experience get threatened by the term feminism, where for me in my journey, yes, I'm a feminist, hundred percent. There's a lot of work to be done for women. And there's also a lot of work to be done for men. Like these men are calling out to be like, I need to be healed. I need to be heard. I need to be seen. I need to be loved. Like, and you know, so, um, uh, it's that I feel like there's going to be a lot of feelings around that. I welcome the feelings around this conversation. This is still new for me. These are my opinions, but humanism to me is a word that allows all of us to try and exist and lift each other up and like feel through how to make this work because there is so much work to be done. And for men too, tons of work for women in so many ways. And I think emotionally for men, like you know, I think emotionally women have been cared for for a while potentially and also like pushed into being emotional. So like there's work there to be done. But I also think like, you know, men always had to man up. Men always had to um, be the one, take care of everyone, right? Be the man of the house. And it's like, let's like eliminate those pressures. <laughs> what if they like being at home? What This is just examples, right? Like, so yeah, I don't know. Um, wow, I just like, fully went into this whole humanism thing um, really quickly. I don't even remember what you asked me. I loved it. No, this is, this is amazing. It's exactly <laughs> where helping would go. So um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. And I think for me, when I think about it, I, I think that we are saying the same thing. And when I think about it, the words that I use are trying to get away from the shoulds. I think for me, that's one of my biggest, one of the biggest things that I see is men should act this way. Women should act this way, right? A woman should stay at home. A man should go to work. Um, a man shouldn't cry, mm -hmm. right? Whatever it is, it's those shoulds. Mm -hmm. And those are really what bugs me is that there's the no, there isn't that space. It's not that acceptance. It's not that okay. You know, you can explore this. You're allowed to be who you are. It's not you should be this person. You should do this, whatever it might be. Um, and, you know, I want to touch on something that you said, and it's, it's definitely hard. And I, I want to try to say, I am definitely by no means generalizing, but I wanted to touch on what you said, where a lot of men feel like the word feminist is attacking. Mm -hmm. And for me, like when I hear that, I think the reason in my experience is that a lot of times it has been used almost to shame me, right? And where I, I can see that there's hard evidence that there are things that are fucked up, right? Um, both quantitative and qualitative, right? There's things that are fucked up, like, you know, the wage gap in between it, you know, everything like that. And I totally agree. And I, I think what happens to a lot of men is that they feel like they're being shamed. It makes them be defensive. Right. And I, I, I think that that's, it's a very hard thing to say, because I'm not saying it's wrong. And I don't think it's my place to tell you how to be feminist, to tell anyone how to be feminist or anything. That's not my place. And that's not what I want to do at all. Um, what I try to think about is how we're all actually on the same side and bringing it back mm -hmm. to that. And like, you know, something that I've dug into a ton is modern masculinity. And it goes back to a lot of things you were talking about is that, that idea that it's okay if you want to be a stay-at-home dad, right? You shouldn't be made fun of. You shouldn't be shamed into that, right? Like that's amazing. And 
you know, it's fine if you're a fucking killer and you want to go be a CEO as like a woman, like, fuck yeah, right? Like, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and for me, it's allowing that space. And so obviously, because I'm a man, that's where I try to focus. I try to focus on that modern masculinity. What I, what I try to do is have those open conversations and make it okay for you to be yourself. Because so I feel like a lot of the toxic behaviors that come out from a lot of people is because they are suppressing something else, right? And the only way that they know how to do it is by lashing out and lashing out the way that they've seen it done and the way that is maybe acceptable or that's the way, again, you should act. And I feel like that's where a lot of it comes from where, you know, my mm. view is by allowing men to open up, by allowing men to talk about their emotions, to talk about things that they're afraid of, by, you know, everything there, work, working on their mental health and, you know, sharing their imperfections, you know, things that go completely against what a lot of guys are told. It actually, by working on themselves, again, that whole like selfish to be selfless, by working on themselves, being okay with who they are, I believe, which might be totally wrong, which I totally accept, that it will lead them to treating other people better. And therefore, you know, kind of advancing everything in that humanism thing. I love that. Advancing humanity, advancing equality by not lashing out on other people by working on yourself. And that was a huge tangent. And I don't know if I just rambled or if any of that made sense, but. I feel like these are where these conversations go. I'm noticing I judge myself. And so I, you know, I love that you did that because I think like, <sighs> the, 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 the tenderness that I'm feeling right now. And I could almost cry. Like we're all just like humans who want to be loved and like seen. And it's like, wow, it's amazing that there's like no space or like, there's not a lot of space for people to just be themselves. <laughs> like whether you're a woman or a gay person or a man, it's like, like you are beautiful. Everyone's so beautiful. Everyone is so different and everyone is so substantially important and like these things and I think the defensiveness can even come up in that like we our generation as an example maybe this is just a thought we didn't create these rules like you know we weren't necessarily a part of the creation of whether you call it the patriarchy or whether you call it whatever it is it's like and so now it's like we're almost being like penalized and thrown around like our generation is about like fixing this maybe and it's like sometimes I'm like really like so we're not even necessarily going to get to live to the point of when it's all like cleared and everyone's just happily and bubbly like being themselves like in good and bad like I don't know but it's just it's literally like it just it, it look I, it broke my heart like whether you're a man or a woman, whether you want to run the fucking world as a CEO, whether you want to stare at a leaf all day, like, good for you. Like, yes, <laughs> honestly, like there's space for you. There's, there's, and if you want a partner or friends in your life, there are people that are going to love that side of you. And like, you are accepted as you are. And there's such validity to, I, I, in my opinion, to what you're saying that like when you, whether you love yourself or take time for yourself or whatever you do for yourself, when you exist in yourself and, you know, you're able to find and care for all sides of yourself, that's only when you're going to be able to do that for other people. And I think sometimes a part of me, and that's why I went to humanism too, for myself. And it's a part of like my branding too. Now I'm moving towards that more and more. Um, oh shit, one second. Oh, fuck. Basically though, it's just like, I'm moving towards the humanism because I'm finding that it's not about feminism. It's not about healing the masculine. It is, it's about these things. These things are here. We have to be working on them. Signing up, I'm signing up, I'm a part of it. I'm gonna help heal the feminine. I'm gonna help heal the masculine. I'm gonna help heal myself. I'm gonna try and help other people. Like I'm here, I'm not ignoring that. And yet it's like, it's actually nothing to do with any of that. It's actually about just like finding that love for yourself so that you can exist in love. And that's when that is able to be shared with other people. And that's when you are going to find your partner or that's when you're gonna have millions of dollars or that's when you're gonna, you know, be doing everything and like feel good about life, feel like actual joy and bliss and gratitude for life. And like, 
in that space when you are yourself is when you're hopefully going to feel the most fulfilled. I mean, I don't think there's contrary evidence to that. If there is great, like there's always going to be shit. So yeah, whatever. But I don't know. Yeah. Like it's just so much, it's so much bigger and yet it's so simple at the same time. Yeah. 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 And you know, like when I think about it too, it's again, my opinion is I feel like a lot of times it goes back to that almost you're on my side or you're against me. Right. Right. And for me, I, I try to take just a different view of it. Right. Of like, whether you're focusing on working on feminism or racism or modern masculinity or equality, economic equality, whatever it is. I, I feel like if we were to take the view of everyone's on that, on the same team, those aren't different teams. Everyone's working towards a common goal at the end of it. And so that's awesome. That's awesome that you don't give a shit about modern masculinity. You're focused on feminism. Like, I think that that actually helps not hurts those other things. Right. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you are, but right. But just as an example, um, instead of the, well, no, you're not focusing on what I think you should be focusing on and therefore you're wrong. Right. And for me, that's something that's really been rattling around in my brain is that like, I feel like that actually moves people farther away from where you want them to get. Like, instead of, you know, almost going back to that heart, right. Of like, instead, if you show them, it's a safe place to come and talk about it and have conversations, open and honest conversations and, you know, let them know it's okay if you don't 100% agree with me right now, but I'm going to just show you my side and you can make your own decision. For me, that goes a lot farther than, no, you're wrong, right? And then almost leading to those two outcomes of either I'll just agree with you because I don't want to rock the boat or I want to seek your approval, but internally knowing that nothing has changed. I'm just putting on this facade that, oh yeah, totally, I agree with everything that you say and then feeling that disconnect, right? or the complete opposite where now I dig my heels in and whatever you say, I'm not going to be open to, I'm not going to listen to because I'm in this defensive position where now I need to feel like I'm holding my ground. And again, moving me farther away from, even if I was in the middle or a little bit to one side, now I have to readjust and go way over to this, to, you know, one side to almost counterbalance that. And so it's just for me thinking, about switching that philosophy of instead of against each other, you know, how can we be open, honest and work with people and educate them and offer those safe spaces instead of attacking each other um, and almost just getting stuck for me is how I think about it. Well, yeah. But it's kind of a form of manipulation, whether you're are you still there? Yeah, I'm still um, here. Um, yeah, it's kind of. Oh, sorry, Rebecca, I can't hear you right now. In that... Okay, one sec. Oh, one you're sec. back now. Yeah, I'm going to move. Okay. Okay. Um, is that okay? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. So what you're saying too, of like, you know, um, being there and loving each other too, is like, if you're trying to get an, a reaction or trying to get an outcome from someone, it's really a form of manipulation. And I think it's an opportunity for us as humans to be able to go, okay, I'm disagreeing with this person or this person's really disagreeing with me. They're putting their heels down. They're trying to get a different outcome. They're going to either um, push you away because they don't want to fucking deal with it or deal with you and your emotions, or they don't want to hear what you have to say, or they're going to grip to you. It's like, all of those are forms of manipulation. And like, the more that I think about it for myself, I'm like, do I really want to manipulate people in and out of my existence? Like, absolutely not. And I think that's where for me, understanding that when I step in love and I step into hearing someone for real and seeing someone for real is like, that's where the love is. And that's where there's space to be like, you can exist as you are, you know, and you don't have to see the same thing as me. Wow. Like it's so powerful to be able to not try and manipulate. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, you like, know, and that's big thing in our culture. Yeah, we don't know it. The idea that we can still be different and have different opinions about things, and still have a relationship, still be friends, still be, you know, family members sometimes, because you know there are certain yeah. topics that drive people, no matter how close, um, you know, apart. Um, I think, yeah, it, it again, it like for me, it, it almost comes down to those boundaries that it doesn't have to be absolute, right? It's not that you agree with every single thing that I agree with, otherwise we are not friends, right? And, you know, being able to accept yeah. you and move forward with our differences and everyone's gonna have those ones that you can't come back from, right? Which is fine and which is expected. You don't have to accept everybody into your life and have close relationships with them. Yeah. You know, totally understand that, but. I, I just don't think it has to be absolute. We can have those differences and still get along and still respect each other while having those differences. I mean, yeah, two things come up for me and I, it's kind of funny. One of them is abundance. That's not funny. Abundance, like all the possibilities are possible. Whether people leave for two days, two years for forever, whether they come back in, oops, that was a kind of an interesting thing. Maybe not, you know, like there's, there's an abundance of possibilities on how people are in, in your life as a family member, as a love interest, as a, um, a coworker, you know, and to be open to allowing things to be different and especially different from what society defines as like a relationship or how it should show up in your life or how it's supposed to look, especially romantic relationships. There's a lot of heat around how romance should look. No one knows what they're fucking doing, by the way. Like, let's just honor that <laughs> yeah. for a second. <laughs> like, you know, and, and and also like to kind of place a bit of humor and lightness onto this too, or science, or whatever. We're just a bunch of fucking DNA walking around thinking that we own everything. Like, really, like we're just like a bunch of shit walking around. We're we're from the stars. We're like, you know, I do. I'm so like hopeful and like, oh, we're the stars. We're the universe. We're so powerful. And like some people are like, yeah, we're the stars. We're fucking nothing. Like, yes, both are so true. Like, so it's like when you get heightened about something or when you, when you find you want to push someone out of your life or, you know, blame someone else or not hear someone, not hear them, not see them, you know, it's like, really take a second to be like, okay, why am I doing this? Like, does it really matter? And on the both, like the, the, the existential, like whether it's negative or positive way, like, does it really matter right now? And can I show up in more love in this moment? And if I want to show up in love, what does that look like? And, you know, I just, it's, we could go on forever, but you know, there's relationships in my life that people have told me, get rid of them. You know, if we're going back to the sex tape thing as an example or relationship or feminism or humanism, whatever, it's like, there are people that have been like, get rid of him, he's shit. And I go, yes, I acknowledge this. He is acting shitty, sure. And yet like in Rebecca's version of showing up, it's like, I'm just gonna let it do what it's gonna do. And I'm gonna exist in love and I'm gonna love this person because clearly either they're hurting or they need a hug or I need a hug from them, you know? And it's like allowing relationships to kind of redefine themselves. And that again can be with money, that can be with career, but allowing things to just exist in how you want to exist with them. And it just like, there's freedom and expansion and abundance within that possibility of stepping into that possibility, like possibilities, <laughs> plurals to the max, like, you know? And I think that for me at least, and I'm you know curious if you have anything more you wanna ask or whatever, but like to me that almost sums up everything is like, you know, how do you wanna show up? Yeah. And how do you want to exist? My life coach and counselor at Empowered Living um, on Instagram is always like, this is your fucking life. Yeah. How do you want to live it? Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. I love the perspective too, right? Of being able to zoom out every once in a while. And like, yes, everything matters. And at the same time, not a lot matters, right? And I don't know what... Yeah. <laughs> It's a random like quote. I don't even know if it's a quote, but it's something that cracks me up a lot of times. Like taking that huge perspective of, you know, really we're just a bunch of animals living on a rock, orbiting a ball of fire, yeah. flying through nothingness, right? <laughs> and you know, really zooming out and being like, oh, yeah, you know what? Maybe like this isn't as big of a deal, or this isn't, you know, I'm not as important yes. as I think I am. And at the same time, I know I'm the most important person in the world to me. Right. And so just kind of playing with well, those perspectives. 
Totally. And, and, and because you're a part of the stars or whatever, scientifically speaking, like everything that you do matters, everything that you do affects other things. Like there's also that, yeah, you mean fucking nothing. Absolutely. Like this is humorous. Why the hell are we here? (laughs) But also like everything that you do, everything that you say, everything that you show up as matters and influences a lot of people, a lot of things. And like, oof, like you hold a lot of power. Yeah. So own it. I hope you deal well with that power. I hope you love, I hope you do whatever you need to do for yourself <laughs> with that power because you are, every single person is powerful and everyone holds that power to like affect change. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Thank you again for coming on. This is an amazing conversation. Um, I love your perspective and I think it'll help a ton of people. So thanks again. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'd love to hear any feedback that you have through Instagram at Jared Salikin or by email jared at jaredsalikin.com as well as it really would mean the world to me if you liked and subscribed to the podcast. Thanks so much.